Here's Rob here again, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Thanks as ever for tuning in. Friday morning where I am, clear blue sky, absolutely beautiful. In fact, I have not been outside today yet, but if I didn't know it was mid-October, I'd look out and think it was middle of July, uh, which where I am in the world, depending on where you're listening to this from, uh, is in theory summer. Um, anyway, enough about the weather. Fascinating, isn't it, how the, us Brits get so obsessed about talking about the weather. But uh, anyway, uh, so podcast, podcast. So yeah, today's episode, uh, I want to talk about how to ride a bicycle. And this is inspired by, uh, you'll know who you are if you're listening, but I had text exchange yesterday on Messenger um, with somebody and uh, we'll with you, Dean, uh, you know who you are if you're listening, and you'd, I forget the context exactly, but you'd ask me a question and I'd given you the answer in respect of an analogy about riding bikes. So I just thought, well, I'll use that as an inspiration for today's episode. So my observation and my own direct experience when starting to learn about the material that I now teach and about how powerful we really are in respect of creating whatever it is we really want through our imagination and through our thinking. When I first started to get into that and start to understand it and start to read books about the mind and the subconscious and the superconscious and any number of things and then the laws of the universe and all the rest of it, and I absolutely flooded myself with information. And I went from one book to the next, to the next, to the next. And I was absolutely fascinated. I had a real aspiration to change my life. I, I, I had a really lovely life at the time. I just, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't grateful for it in the way that I now am, curiously enough, looking back. And although my life has changed quite, quite considerably, as our lives do, um, I realize now how little I truly appreciated all the things that I had in my life at the time. I now, um, because I, I was trying to get to a different place. So I was reading book after book, I was going to courses, I was going on seminars, and not a whole lot was changing for the better. Uh, and so what, what's that got to do with riding a bicycle? Well, how do you learn to ride a bicycle? And the, the answer to that is, well, you get on the bicycle and you do your best to ride it. But you can't learn the how to ride the bicycle in a classroom. We could, you and I could sit in a classroom for the next 30 years reading every book that's ever been written on how to ride a bicycle. And I don't, I don't even know whether there are any books on how to ride a bicycle because <laughs> you can't learn it from a book. But uh, we could read all the manuals, we could get all the theory, we could have all the best teachers in the world, all the best athletes, all the best cyclists rather. They could stand in front of a blackboard and they could show us in theory how to get on a bicycle. But none of that helps us learn, in the true sense of the word, how to ride a bicycle. In, in order to learn, we've got to get on the bicycle. There is no other way. We can intellectualize it all day, every day for the rest of our lives. But we still don't know if we're actually going to be able to ride the bike until we put ourselves on the saddle and our feet on the pedals. And 
in working with my clients, one of the things that I say in the very outset of the process is if you try and understand this intellectually before applying it, you'll never understand it. You'll, you'll never get there. Another analogy I use along the way, slightly different context, but is of the, the, the story of somebody who buys an old classic car that's you know, never turned a wheel for 30 years or 40 years and you know, it's a rust bucket falling apart and they decide that they're going to embark upon a restoration project to get this car fully restored. And they wheel it into the garage, off the back of the trailer and into the garage and for the next 30 years, this is the, 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 the project um, and they spend weekends and evenings and hours and hours putting this car back together, restoring it to its former glory. And yet all too often you hear stories about people that have, have had similar projects. They've got the car in the garage, they've been restoring for 30 years. It looks amazing, it looks new. It looks like the day it looked, it looks like the same as the, uh, getting tongue-tied, it looks the same as the day, <laughs> can't even say it, it looks the same as it did the day it rolled off the production line. And then all too often you hear stories about the, and the person dies and the, their car, their project, their, is, is still sitting in the garage. It's never once been out on the open road. So whilst you might be able to put the key in the ignition and turn the key and fire up the engine, you don't ever really know that that car drives until you put it into, press the clutch, put it into first gear and drive it out of the garage and get it out on the open road then you experience the thrill of driving that car. You experience the fact that it does work, it does drive. And getting into this material and understanding how our minds create our experiences and how our experience in the world is a mirror of what's going on in our mind we, we can't learn that from a book. We can, we can get it intellectually and we can stand on stage and we can talk about it for hours on end and people in the audience can nod their heads and go, yeah, I resonate with that, that sounds like me. I, that, I, that, everything you've just said resonates completely with me. But we can't ever change our lives through that experience, through the intellectual experience. In the same way that we can't ever know that we can ride a bicycle or ride a bicycle for that matter until we get in the saddle. So purpose of this episode, riding a bicycle, restoring vintage cars, all of that stuff. Purpose of this episode is if you've been around this material for a while, if you've been starting to apply it, if you've been starting to to really connect the dots, looking back on your life, because that's the easier way to do it. You know, Steve Jobs, I, I'll butcher the, butcher the quotation, but he said something along the lines of it being much, we can connect the dots in our lives looking backwards. The secret is to connect the dots looking forwards. So we can connect the dots looking backwards if we're aware enough. Once we start to get an awareness around this material, we can say, oh yeah, I can see that I created that situation or that circumstance, or, you know, I now have these friends in my life versus these friends, whatever the situation, circumstance, uh, 
the way our lives have played out, we can connect the dots between our, our state of being and our thinking and our mindset and what subsequently showed up in our lives or didn't show up in our lives. Um, so the, the world is a mirror, but when it comes to creating positive change, we, we've got to apply it. We've got to get on the metaphorical saddle, put our feet on the pedals and pedal. And going back to my childhood, I don't know what your experience of ride, learning to ride a bicycle was. I had stabilizers. Uh, and I remember, I clearly remember the day the stabilizers were removed and my first experience on the bike. And I remember the saddle being lowered so that I could get my feet down and stabilize myself if it became a bit wobbly. But the reality is when we step into applying this material, it is going to feel a bit wobbly because we're starting to change the way we've habitually thought. We're starting to change our understanding of how things work. And it is going to feel a bit wobbly. And yet we will most likely come off the bike. We may end up with a grazed knee. But the key is to keep getting back on the bike. And then at some stage, we can ride hands-free. It's, it's not about the techniques. It's about a way of living. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, about applying this to the whole of your life in a way that eventually becomes unconscious. It just becomes your mode of operation. In the same way that when you get into your car, if, you're, if you drive a car and you go from here to wherever you, to, to your office in the days that pre-corona where people used to travel to their offices, but in the same way that you get in your car, you go from A to B, drive from Edinburgh to Glasgow or London to Birmingham to go and see somebody, you know where they live, you've been there before, you get in the car, you arrive and you think, well, how did I get here? Well, we don't think that, but we don't have to think about it. It's unconscious. When we first learn to drive a car, it's very conscious. It's, you know, mirror signal maneuver, foot in the clutch, uh, into first, foot off the clutch, down on the accelerator. It's all very manual and awkward and all the rest of it. And it feels like there's so much to learn. And then we become unconscious. And it just becomes a way of living. So my absolute encouragement when you get into this material is just push, push through the push through the grazed knees and the falling off your bike until it becomes unconscious and, and be aware of the relationship between getting on the bike and what subsequently shows up. And it will, that will support you to keep getting on the bike. But you can't learn how to ride a bicycle in a classroom. And I guess that's the, that's the key message from today. We can't really learn, we can't really learn anything from a book. We learn, learning is behavior change and we learn through experience, as adults, we learn, we can, we can learn as children, we can learn stuff in, from a book, we can learn our times tables and we can learn certain things through repetition and, and all the rest of it. And I can learn about the Battle of Hastings and when that was and you know, history and all the rest of it, but actually learning that's going to support us to create the kind of lives that we want comes through experience. And who, who was ever taught at school how to earn money? Isn't, isn't that ridiculous that that doesn't feature in the education system? At least I'm not aware that it does. But isn't that, 
isn't that crazy? They teach us about history and geography and English and maths, and some of that's important. Well, I'd argue that history is less important now in terms of having to have it all stored in your in your in your brain when you've got you know every answer to. I know. Don't get me wrong. It's 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 great to have general knowledge and an awareness of history and so on. But most of the answers that we might ever require to go through our life um, in respect of the subjects we learn at school are available to us at the touch of a button and an internet connection. And yet we're not taught about how to earn money and we're not taught about how our minds work and we're not taught about the fact that there's a relationship, um, an unbreakable relationship between our state and our thinking and our outcomes in life. And, and, and yet it doesn't feature on the education system or in the education system. Kind of crazy. Anyway, um, 13 minutes. See if I can stick to my sub-15 minute rule. Uh, that's it really for today. And Have a great weekend. But do remember, whatever it is that you want to experience, you've you, you got to experience it. You, you, you got to put the key in the ignition and put it into first gear and let your foot off the clutch. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to leave you to it. I could go down the rabbit hole quite easily right now. and uh, But uh, I'll save that for another episode. Thanks again. Speak soon. Bye.